0: studios.
1: This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now! Hey everybody! How are you? How are you? Uh, great. I was gonna ask the same. How the heck are you? Well, first off, In the name of accuracy, I want to do a correction because yesterday on the pod, I was talking about that deal that was advertised at Walmart and it was three chicken breasts in a package Mm -hmm. and I said it was two for 40. It was actually two for 20. In my head, I was trying to get it up to 12. So it would have been 12 chicken breasts for 40 bucks, which would have put it closer to that M&M Meat Shops product.
0: And I'm shitty at math, which is why I didn't correct you.
1: Right. (laughs) Right. We're both bad at math. I just
0: trusted that your math was accurate.
1: Oh, actually, speaking of bad math, let me ask you about this. Superstore has an in-store promotion. Somebody caught a picture of it before they fixed it. Okay. You know those uh, Schneiders, like adult Lunchables? You get some, like, red wine salami and some weird cheese yeah. and some Melba toast or whatever. Grab-and-go
0: mixers with nuts and cheese
1: and craisins. Exactly. <laughs> yeah advertised at the superstore right now $2.98 each uh-huh or if you buy three four dollars each
0: okay that now I'm bad at math <laughs> but that math ain't mathing.
1: no that math don't math somebody screwed up okay but well, they but hopefully the grocery stores understand why we're all confused with these well, <laughs> multiple offer even things. they're confused
0: clearly they're the ones that screwed it up
1: uh Prime Minister's down in Mexico today, Kat. He is doing the Three Amigos Summit.
0: Ah, yes. Does that happen yearly, by the way? Is that a yearly thing?
1: It used to be, but it's weird. It's it's really weird because Joe Biden and Justin Trudeau are from the same party, essentially, but they don't really talk to each other. Biden's been in office for years, a couple of them. And he's still never been to Canada. And traditionally, the U.S. president, once they're elected, the first thing they do is go to Canada. I
0: was going to say, he doesn't travel that often, though, does he, Biden? Like, he's there now in Mexico. Um, Does he travel that often? You don't see him out and about a lot. Maybe there's a reason for that. (sighs) There's
1: probably a lot of reasons for that. Uh, Yeah, he has been out. And, I mean, he has met with Trudeau. But it's usually on the sidelines at, like, some other meeting. Right. I, I think they're almost kind of avoiding each other uh for political reasons but that's okay you think so i I do actually because there's a a lot of spotlight on them and and you know what if you get them both together you can ask them some questions that i don't think either of them wants to answer Mm, although today the prime minister is going to get asked about something that came up yesterday as we were recording canada is going to buy 88 f-35 fighter jets these things are great, and they're the same ones the Americans and a lot of our other allies have. We're gonna be awesome. Eighty-eight brand new <laughs> F thirty-five jets. Awesome. <laughs> we We're gonna be
0: awesome. We
1: are gonna be very
0: uh, Top Gun Maverick. Okay, cool. For a lot of money. Sorry,
1: did you say the money? Oh, yeah, I got the price here. Uh, the plan is to spend nineteen billion. Ow. To buy the jets, Ouch. but when you factor in the the cost of maintenance and fuel and operation and stuff, it's it's actually seventy billion dollars.
0: That's a lot of money.
1: Now here's the thing, and I'm sure that even though this is the right decision to buy these, Justin, you did the right thing. You're buying the right jets. These are great. Um, sometimes when it's on tape, it lives forever, right? Mm-hmm. May I take you back to the year 2015? Justin Trudeau running to become Prime Minister of Canada to replace Stephen Harper. This was his speech. A new Liberal government won't buy the overpriced F-35 Stealth Fighter jet. It's a stealth fighter that will cost tens of billions more than what Harper promised. A stealth fighter that can't defend our Arctic. A stealth fighter that's not actually stealth. Well, this is now the fighter jet that Stephen Harper wants to buy no matter what, no matter what it costs. That F-35 might be Stephen Harper's dream, but I can tell you for Canadian taxpayers, it'll be a nightmare. It'll be a nightmare.
0: Okay, so in all fairness, mm-hmm. did, uh, uh, many, that was seven years ago. Yeah. So, sorry, almost eight. Have a lot of things changed since then, though, to make Uh, them feel this way? Yes. We know that aliens can potentially attack us. I mean, many, many, many reasons why you might want them now.
1: Actually, the reason we're buying it now is the exact same reason that we bought it in 2010. Okay. The exact same reason. It's the best plane out there for what we need and because it syncs up seamlessly with our uh, NATO allies and with NORAD, it's just all around the right plane. Makes sense. The the, the thing that has changed, though, is uh, back when we were canceling that deal in 2015, we were going to pay $139 million a jet, $139 oh. million per plane. Now- million per plane. Inflation's a bitch. $77 million worth of inflation is crazy. Holy shit. Even inflation on jets is out of control. It's kind of funny, though. I mean, how does he spin that? You know the press is going to ask him about it today. Well, you said it couldn't defend the Arctic. You said it wasn't really stealth. Why are you buying it now? I I don't know how they're going to spin it, but I actually feel bad for him because he probably woke up this morning thinking... Oh, fuck. Yeah. They found that clip, didn't
0: they? He's he's (laughs) going to have his reasons, and maybe they are legit reasons. Um, Maybe the technology has changed inside them, right? I mean, maybe it's the same engine and et cetera, et cetera, but maybe this gives us greater power in one reason or another. I don't know. No one's going to give him benefit of the doubt that hates him, though. That's the automatic. Isn't that the go to? You just automatically figure he's stupid.
1: No, it's not a stupid thing. It's uh, it was always the right jet. It was always the right plane. Right. It was canceled for political reasons, but also because they didn't want to spend much money on the military. Now we're at a position where we have to spend money on the military. <laughs>
0: Wouldn't it be cool if he did just say that, though? Like, you know what? Nah, that was the right plane the whole time. And yeah, that was an accurate move that he could have made. Wouldn't that be refreshing? Wouldn't it be refreshing? You could sum up up an entire, like, let's address this in one sentence, but he won't, because politics
1: are politics. That's what it is, right? It's all politics. Uh, By the way, Bill Morneau, our former finance minister, wrote a book. I haven't read it, so I'm not going to talk about it, but I've certainly had a lot of people send me excerpts from it. I I still think Bill Morneau's a piece of shit, so I, I have no interest in spending money on his book, and I really don't care that much what he thinks of the prime minister, although... Everything I've read so far, I do tend to agree with him. Um, let's move on to uh, something that came up this morning on our FM radio show, morning radio show. 41% of people still have their Christmas tree up.
0: You know, I, I, was, I was at, um, I don't know if it was for show reasons, but I, I, I mentioned I was out like house hunting without actually house hunting, helping my sister look at some poems. Yep. I'd say about 40% had their Christmas stuff up really and again i'm not sure if that was for showy reasons like look how nice it could look at christmas so we're just going to leave this up so you see how nice this house looks at christmas or if those are just people who leave their tree up that long some people don't think it's that long at all some people don't take it down till like beginning of february which is too long for me like i need to be it needs to be cleaned up cleared out boxed away stored let's go get out of here. Mine was done. Usually it's Boxing Day, but this year I was busy on Boxing Day. So the 27th was when we cleared all ours out of the way.
1: Same here. Uh, I was the same way. However, uh, for those who do keep it up, apparently the majority are millennials. It's younger people. And the number one reason is they find it comforting or they like it. Yeah. So they'll leave it up. There's but now, wrong with that. Now the theory is that it's going to evolve into an all year round thing for a lot of people, just as in totally normal, you walk into somebody's house on May two four weekend and <laughs> you got a two four a beer. that's your contribution to the party, and you can just set it under the Christmas tree because it's still there.
0: <laughs> I've heard of the you know, like the Easter trees and stuff like that, or people doing that and then decorating it for Valentine's Day, for example, like just putting hearts on it and all that's red and pink and blah, and then doing it for Easter and doing like the egg ornaments and things. That's fine. But it's still like, to me, it's so Christmas Eve. It's a green tree, especially. I know that there's some people who will buy like the pink ones and the purple ones for those occasions and then keep up uh, that tree because they feel like, oh, well, it's not that Christmas Eve. It's not green, but it's your house. If it makes you know what people shit on me for putting up my tree like November 1st, like right after Halloween, it makes me happy. I would say same for those same reasons. I'm OK with you keeping your tree up if that makes you happy. We all deserve to feel happy in our own home. And if that's what does it for you.
1: Go You go with your Valentine's Day tree. You do you. Well, you're really taking the high road, and that's good in a non-judgy way. Uh, hey, listen, people put up their trees as early as they can because it's part of the countdown to the holiday season. It builds the excitement. It makes you feel festive. After the holiday's over, and there's not another one coming up for, well, you probably don't need that tree for at least 10 months, maybe 11 Probably time to take it down. But 41% still have it up with no end in sight. Uh, Majority of those people, sorry, will do it in February. Okay. That's a long time to leave that tree Same with
0: like Christmas lights, right? Like, what about the lights? Because I notice a lot of Christmas lights, and I don't hate those either. I think it's totally fine up until it starts to get weird once March hits. Like, for me, if it's March 1st and there's still Christmassy lights, and I don't mean, like, your gemstone lights that are round year round. Everybody has those permanent ones, I'm talking about your dangly, Christmas ornamenty looking lights. That's got to be like a March 1st thing, right? By March 1st? Uh,
1: as soon as it's warm enough. I mean, my lights are up. They're just not on. I just don't want to climb the ladder when it's cold outside. I'd much rather do it on one of those rare, like, March days when it gets up to 20 degrees before it drops right back down again uh-huh. and freezes our butts off. Uh, speaking so then of we which, can't
0: judge the tree if we're going to not judge the lights, my opinion.
1: So far the so far the farmer's almanac has been right on about this year remember back in the fall they said oh it's going to be a colder than usual winter but with a warm-up in december and january then an arctic deep freeze
0: (laughs) the arctic deep freeze is coming
1: fuck that scares the hell out of me cat i know i I mean if they're saying arctic deep freeze i don't think it's going to be good and i feel like All this weather that's above seasonal right now, we're above zero every day so far this year. All of that seems like the good deed that will get punished later on. Like, I have a feeling it's going to get ridiculous towards the end of January. And they're still saying above average snowfall for this year. So, And
0: that might be the temperature lingering. Depends. It depends on when this happens. Because if you look at all the 14-day forecasts, does anybody go further than 14 days, really? I think most places don't, right? Not really. You go the 14-day, and it's very they're, mild, though. They're
1: barely accurate on oh, the 5-day.
0: Absolutely. Up until January 24th is what I'm looking at. Not cold at all. So I'm thinking, like, this is going to be closer to a February thing. It's like I'm talking highs around zero, three, four degrees. Minus 1, minus 2 here and there, but... I don't know. I'll wait on that. I I mean, I do believe it because it will happen eventually, but I don't think it's happening for January unless it's the very end of
1: January. Want to say hello to a now fellow podcaster, Chris Harrison. Oh,
0: Chris.
1: I like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette series. I did. I haven't really watched it, though, since Chris Harrison left the show. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the way they did it. I I thought it was just... uh, Uh, I I didn't think it was a slash and burn kind of thing where they had to cut all ties and get rid of them. I I thought that there was probably a path to recovery and maybe some positive lessons learned from it. I didn't think they needed to cost the guy his job. But man, it's amazing how quickly he ended up back in control. Because now not only does he have his own platform with his podcast, he's almost kind of loosely threatening to start talking. Well,
0: he is... He is. And what he started off the podcast with is actually the most interesting to me. He says he knows there's people in Hollywood that are nervous as hell that he's starting a podcast because they know that he knows what he does. What do you mean? What do you know? And who is it about? Is it just about ABC, the franchise? Is there even more than that?
1: ABC is Disney, for those who don't know. And Disney does not want controversy. But let's be realistic about this. Chris Harrison got canceled because he made a comment about a contestant and it was generally supportive. I'm, I'm trying to remember the actual context of it. Wasn't he generally defending someone who had been to a plantation party out on the West Coast? So
0: what happened was one of the contestants, somebody uh, posted some old photos from her college days. It wasn't that long ago. It was like 2018 or something. But she was in a, involved in a plantation themed uh, party and he was talking on a podcast, on someone else's podcast, about how you know, was it really that big a deal in 2018? Like, maybe we should just go easy on her, even though 2018 was just a couple of years previous to these comments, right? And people went, seriously? You think that we've made enough progress in two years that it's okay that someone had this plantation theme party and she went? So that it was really the outrage from those comments that led, ultimately, led to him being fired. But you know, there could have been more behind the scenes, and maybe we're going to learn about that in the podcast. I feel bad. I mean, I feel bad that he went through what he went through. He was absolutely shocked that they would fire him over it. He thought when people first commented on his comments, like, wow, why would you say that? Like, he thought, okay, you know what? Maybe I just need to do some research. I will. He didn't think ultimately it'd be like, okay, Chris Harrison, you're fired. Get out. Mm -hmm. He says, quote, things spun out of control for a number of reasons. And I was sick to my stomach. I lost 20 pounds. I didn't sleep. I didn't eat. I was scared to death. It was just one gut punch after the other and mentally and physically, I deteriorated pretty badly. He says he hopes that this basically this podcast is going to be what helps him feel a little bit normal. He's going to talk about some things. I'm not sure if he's going to talk about everything. He says, I didn't express myself like I normally do. I think that part we all agree on. But as far as me standing in the community and the show, it didn't really register on the Richter scale. There was much more going on in the world and things that had happened. So he feel like it's kind of went to the wayside um, and then people kind of forgot about him and that made him feel even worse.
1: I hate cancel culture and I think a lot more people are waking up to it. Uh, Just the other day, Lizzo did a really good interview on a podcast talking about how she doesn't like cancel culture. It's appropriation. She said it's being abused uh, for just pet projects and people that just generally they don't want us to like. Well, she wants it canceled. Obviously, Chris Harrison has a problem with it, and he should. He's been the victim of it, and it was very, very frustrating how it went down. But keep in mind, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, that's ABC, that's Disney. They don't want any controversy. I think it stands to reason that if we dig deep enough, Mm -hmm. we're going to find some pretty shady shit happened on The Bachelor that would probably be under the recent definition cancelable but they don't want to lose that franchise. It's a cash cow for them. But if Chris decides to start telling people where the bodies are buried, it's over for that franchise and it's going to cost them a shit ton of money.
0: And I have a feeling um, if anyone was scoring from that franchise, they're going to end up on his podcast because it's an, he can do whatever the hell he wants now at this point. And it would probably be encouraging for those people who have already kind of given us glimpse, but they've signed NDAs and stuff. That's the thing with those shows. A lot of them have, um, some must expire, though. When you, of- when you think about those first several seasons of the show, yeah. there's got to be a lot of expired NDAs that allow these people to go on his, on his podcast if they're invited to, and they're going to have stories. And you know it's going to escalate from there, but I'm super curious because it feels like the first podcast was that. It was a tease to, I'm going to open the door up to this. He admitted, I haven't even talked about The Bachelor in two years in my life, like aside from now kind of promoting this podcast. And he's wondering what beans he should spill.
1: Would they not have, when they pulled him aside and said, Chris, we didn't like those comments and we're canceling you and you're fired. I assume they would have had to pay him a severance. And if they do or did have to pay him a severance, I would assume they probably would have upped the offer a little bit and included a non-disclosure agreement, NDA. Or were they stupid enough to just say, nope, you're gone and let him go. I can't imagine they just let him go.
0: Oh, he got money. Like we heard he got money, but we just don't know the amount. He absolutely got money. The question is, what did he sign when he left? Because I'm wondering if this tease is all for nothing. Because if he made a deal with ABC and they sat down and said, look, we need to let you go. And he said, well, I can argue with you that this is not proper grounds to let me go based on my contract. We don't know the ins and outs of his contract. Then they could have said, "Okay, here's the deal. We need to do this. How much is it going to take? Right. And did he sign something in order to take that amount is a question. Hmm. He hasn't said how much. I'm wondering if some of it is a tease that we'll never actually find out.
1: Give the guy his job back. He was really good at it. And the show is shit ever since he left. Agree with you on all of that.
0: I just don't know if he would he want to. I guess they'd have to do some form of reboot, but if he's gonna if he is going to dig up a lot of dirt here, they won't have him back. I think we know that. Can I just say, like, I don't know. I've never I've never been a hardcore fan of the show. Maybe I used to watch back in the day, now and again, here and there, drips and drabs. But I feel like a new concept show with Chris Harrison, if they want to save their ass, would keep him from talking bad about the network. Give him a new show, maybe ask his thoughts on it. Hey, how can we improve this? Fuck The Bachelor, set it on fire, take it out back and shoot it. <laughs> And set up a new kind of, maybe it is a dating reality show, whatever it is, with a new thought. That's the only way I think that that could happen, is that if he's behind it, he gets to do it. But then it's also kind of sketchy, isn't it? Because then we know that he knew things that happened, but now he's not saying anything because they're paying him to do a new show. Uh,
1: I know shit, but I get paid, so I don't say anything. I mean, everybody knows shit about their company, and they don't say anything because they want to keep their job. Or because they want the company to do well or thrive.
0: Or potentially get a job somewhere. Why would you talk shit about it if you're potentially... Potentially could get a job. Right.
1: In this case, you can't tell me that when the entire premise of the show was create relationship drama, get those girls as as dolled up. And drunk as possible. Yeah,
0: and they've already said that happens. Yeah. Many of them.
1: Send him into the room with that guy, give him a fantasy suite, and hopefully shit goes down. I, it, w- it was
0: amazing for some people, and it didn't shock me at all, maybe because we're in broadcasting, but it didn't surprise me at all. I remember when it became a story, and this was set, took several seasons in, for one of the people to say, you know that that was shot at 5 o'clock in the morning after they had been feeding us cocktails, cocktails since 8 p.m.? And they made us sit around and wait, kept us awake with coffee and drinks and coffee and more drinks and more drinks, encouraging us to drink. And finally filmed that interview when I'm bawling my eyes out at 5 a.m. when they left me on with no sleep and told me I had to stay up to film. Like those things did leak. Those things did go, but, but people didn't give a shit. People don't care. But I think he knows something way deeper. But, I, I, why would people be nervous as hell for that? Uh-huh. They're not. Little production things like, yeah, so we told them to go fake this everyone fucking knows it's fake. Everyone knows he knows something a lot deeper. It's not necessarily about the bachelor franchise either. He just said people in Hollywood. He did not say people who worked on the bachelor set. I have a feeling he, because he is who he is and he's been around a lot of people and met a lot of celebrities. He knows a lot of other shit, maybe involved in the network, maybe just people in Hollywood in general, trying to reach out and hook up with people on the show. He knows a lot of shit. And what exactly that Maybe we'll find out. Like I said, maybe we won't, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's about the franchise itself because I think he signed a lot of NDA shit.
1: There is a dating site called Seeking. And one of the things that they found out as they were doing some research again to try and improve their platform was we get really, really picky and nitpicky as we get older in the dating pool. If you're online looking for a hookup, there's no shortage of places you can go. And and hey, sometimes you find like-minded people. They just want to hook up and that's it. But if you want a relationship, you need that person to check enough boxes that it's worth committing your time and that it overshadows the boxes they don't check.
0: Right. I would think. I tend to agree with you. Yeah, I think that that's probably accurate for most
1: people. Okay, so they asked people. About nitpicky reasons that you ended a relationship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and some of these cat are really, really nitpicky. I mean, there's the typical stuff. One in four people say they could not or have could not date or have ended a relationship with someone who smelled bad. Body odor was number one. Okay. I think we all understand that for various reasons.
0: Hygiene. Hygiene's important, people.
1: I would. I agree with this one wholeheartedly. I would not be with someone who is rude to wait staff. If you're rude to a wait, uh, a server, you're not the kind of person I want around me.
0: Yeah, I'll do you one better too. If it's a friend or someone, or not even a friend, because I know my friends wouldn't do that. But if it's someone that I'm, hey, I'm hanging out with, I'm trying this friendship out and we go out to eat somewhere and they're an asshole. Yeah, that's going to be a deal breaker for me for a friendship level, let alone a dating thing. Absolutely.
1: It does get much more trivial from there. So think about this. You're in a relationship, and everything's going well, and then, boom, you get blindsided. They come to you and say, I'm dumping you because of this. One of them, I don't like the shoes you wear. What? So you basically got a choice. You can rethink your foot attire, or you can just get dumped. What?
0: I would need to know so much more info, like what's wrong with the shoes? I get that. Give me, a, give me, a, give me details on this, because I don't understand it.
1: I am the type of person who, and I've mentioned this before, when I go out, it's an occasion. I get dressed up if I'm going to go out for dinner. I would never wear running shoes with a suit. But a lot of people do these days. Yeah. So... If they're
0: nice looking running shoes, like not dirty with holes in them or something.
1: No, even at that though, I mean.
0: I think that can look smart. If it's nice clean white runners, I think that's okay. Or black runners or something like that.
1: With a black or a blue suit? Like not a tan suit, like a dark suit, wear white runners with that?
0: A tan suit with white would work. Maybe a dark suit with dark would work.
1: Clapping when an airplane lands.
0: Yeah, I'm not like a, I'm
1: not, I don't know if that's like a. Oh, good job. You did your job. Like how
0: often are you traveling with the person though that you want to break up with them for that? Like if you guys travel together a lot and it's that big a deal, that's, that's, I feel like you can deal with it, right? That's when you just like hide under a, under a blanket or something, under those crusty shitty blankets that the airlines give you when the person next to you is clapping. Like, I don't know them. I don't know who they are.
1: Wanting to share food on the first date. Is a deal breaker for some people. Really? First date? I kind of get that. I don't know you. We're we're in the process of getting to know each other, but fuck off. Keep your fork and your fingers <laughs> on your own plate. Don't touch that. But deal breaker? Like, what if she's really hot and she's just reaching for a fry? Like, give a girl a break. Okay, no, not necessarily would I break up with them because they reached for a fry. But I could see that combined with something else that's me- a, a trivial little thing being enough okay like oh they were talking to me in a baby voice and they reached for a french oh, fry oh baby okay, voice that's yeah. done we're done no 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 fry? No. No.
0: <laughs> can i try a bite of your chicken
1: whoa get out i'm a foodie though like when i go to a restaurant yeah. i research the menu and i uh, tell me if this is bad okay Because I do this, I have done this in the past, and I will probably keep doing this with my girlfriend. Because I get so excited about trying different cuisines and different dishes from different chefs, and I do so much research, I want to maximize the experience. So in the past, I've suggested, okay, we're going to go here. How about this? One of us should get the filet. One of us should get the sea bass. As long as that happens, we can both try. Is that bad? Wouldn't people like to have a little diversity or is it, nope, my food, my plate?
0: No, I'm good with sharing. I don't know. Like, again, first dates I understand are a different animal. So it's hard for me to even remember. the. I think the first date I had with my husband, even, I, I'm trying to think back because it was at a restaurant. Technical, The technical first date that we had was at a restaurant. And I'm not sure. Did if, you
1: have a coincidental first date? <laughs>
0: Well, we have known each other for so many years, right? So we ah. knew each other all through high school. We hung out together, but in groups of people. This was the first time he actually like, asked me on a date and was like, no, you and me, Niagara Falls right now kind of thing. Ah. So that's, that was our first date. But I don't know if I would have reached for his food. Like, I, I would have feel awkward being in that position. However, now, I mean, we do that all the time. Can I? Pre- we
1: do that all the time. Can I pre-plan it though? Like, hey, this restaurant is known for these two things. How about we go to this restaurant? We'll each get one and try it out. Yeah. I, I think that would be fair as but long as it's. You're sharing,
0: right? You sharing. Mean the sharing's
1: fine. Sharing and it's disclosed in advance that this is the plan. Not yeah, just a random, yeah. I ordered the filet and you reached yes. over and cut half of it off. Uh,
0: that's fair. Is, is declaring first. Hey, you know what? Why don't we just order a few of these apps that look really good and we'll just share them? Like, that's fair.
1: Referring to themselves in the third person. Do people do this for real? Who did you, where did you find somebody to go out with that talks about themselves in the third person? Like Scott Fox does not share food on the (laughs) first date. Like that's the kind of condescending shit. Scott Fox is a radio star. (laughs) Yeah. Who refers to themselves in the third person on a date? Who does that? I don't like that at
0: all. I don't like that like generally at all. I don't know people who do that for real though.
1: Having a bad tattoo. Oh. I guess it depends what the tattoo is, right? Yes, it
0: totally does. What it is, where it is, how big it is. Like, those are the three factors. If you have, like, a little tattoo of something shitty and weird, um, okay, Uh, like, it's, like I don't know, Kanye West's face or something, and you're just really not into that right now. Maybe you can let it slide if it's, like, a little one in a spot that you don't see often. But if they've got, like, a big chest tattoo of something you hate or their ex's name. That might screw you up a little bit, right? It
1: might, but I mean, I think everybody needs to keep in mind, it's not that easy to get rid of a tattoo. When the person got their ex's name tattooed on them, I'm sure they had the best of intentions, but it's a little bit harder to get rid Mm -hmm. of it if that doesn't work. And that's why you need to be careful with getting somebody's name tattooed on you.
0: Side note, totally not related to this, but I think it was, I heard at CES this year, there's a company that's worked on a temporary tattoo. And it lasts about four to five years or something like that. And it actually just fades with time and it'll completely fade from the skin.
1: You could also just go to a bad artist. It'll fade really quick too. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be bumpy and blistery, but yeah. Uh, We're talking about trivial reasons that as we get older, very nitpicky, ended a relationship. Uh, I'll do a couple more. Referring to themselves in the third person still shocks me that people do that. Um, Still living at home.
0: Okay, there's a lot of people that still live at home. We got to preface that though by age and what your situation is. Are you bettering yourself but living at home? Are you in school right now and living at home? Like all those things kind of matter,
1: don't they? What about somebody who say 35, still live in their parents' house? Hey, listen, I understand this economy. It is really, really hard to get in, and unless you were gifted a whole bunch of money or inherited some money or had an amazing job that allowed you to save very quickly for a down payment. If you're single, I get it.
0: I don't. Um, I just, he, here it is for me is like, it, if you're back again for some reason, let's say that you already had a place, rented a place, whatever it is with someone, and then you broke up and then you're just trying to figure out what your next step is. Moving back in with your parents for a year or two might make sense. Might make sense, right? But nobody wants to say that at that age, like go out for a date and be like, yeah, I live with my parents. Or they'll try to just flip it, right? And be like, my parents are falling through hard times. They're living with me. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Easy Mm -hmm. Elon
1: Musk. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. But
0: again, you'd need to know all the reasons. That's not like that's a difficult blank statement to make because you do need to know reasons and need to know that they're actually working toward getting out of their parents' home. That's so important.
1: Wearing sunglasses indoors was enough for some people to say, that person's not for me.
0: You know, I used to do that all the time. I got laser eye surgery a few years ago now, but I used to do that all the time at stores and stuff. And I didn't want to look like that person, but it was usually because. I needed my prescription glasses and I didn't have them. So I'd use my prescription sunglasses. And could I just say, I felt like an asshole doing that. Yeah. Like in the stores, I'd be like, I wanted to like tell everyone who gave me like a second look. Like, I just don't have my glasses with me. (laughs) I need these to see. Uh, Even though I'm wearing sunglasses at whatever, the mall or something. Uh, So I felt like an asshole doing it. When people do it on purpose. Yeah, you kind of look like a,
1: you kind of look like a prick. Walking around with too many shirt buttons undone. Okay, I know that look. Okay, so I've got a collared shirt on right now, and the top button, I think we all understand. You only ever button that up if you're going to wear a tie. Next button, you could do it up or you could undo it. So, here just for argument's sake, that's that undone. If I do one more. Yeah. And there's a good gust of wind, I got a titty coming out here, and that's not okay. That's not good. When you're starting to look like David
0: Hasselhoff, that's when you got to clean that chick, j- button that shit up, all right? <laughs>
1: At the absolute least, though, yeah. shave it off. If you got a big puff of hair coming out of there and you're wearing buttons all the way down to like your the bottom of your rib cage, that's a problem. And
0: there's a few people now that I think of it. Now that I said David Hasselhoff, I'm thinking about all the other people that would do that. And there's a few people, like you said, maybe they're hairless, though, that it comes off as sexy. I, I know a lot of um, Latin artists that do that, right? But that's sexy when they do it.
1: Sure. Like, they're good looking people. They're sun-kissed yeah. and they're in great shape. Yeah. But
0: like your average person doing that? No, I'm just a, not a- <laughs> I'm
1: just a fat fuck. I, I have no business walking around with a shirt nobody, unbuttoned.
0: Nobody needs to do that. No, no. Unless you're performing for thousands of people, you probably have no business doing it.
1: Just a couple more. <laughs> uh, wearing socks to bed. It was a deal breaker for some people what socks to bed
0: can't just say in the winter sometimes i do that really yeah because i'm so cold like i the chill is so real if i don't like put on a heater or something and my house is warm it's just that like, i get cold so easily and when it's like minus 40 outside i just feel always cold so sometimes i'll wear socks to bed but i'll wear like new socks does that matter like it's not the socks i wore all day into my bed so you put, on, put a- on a clean fresh pair yes i actually have like socks that i will wear just for that that are like fluffy and very warm Because it keeps me toasty when I sleep.
1: Okay, two things on socks to bed. Number one, statistically, this is medically proven, a woman is more likely to have an orgasm in bed if her feet are warm. Bingo,
0: bingo, bingo.
1: That's true. (laughs) Guys, don't be turned off if she's wearing socks to bed because it actually does help.
0: Just don't look down or up, depending on your position. (laughs) (laughs) What if they're like knee-high socks? Is that okay then?
1: Well, yeah, because guys are so picky, right? No socks to bed. Oh, but if they're stockings. No, I'm not going to have sex with
0: you tonight. You're wearing socks. Like, that never happens in the history of sex.
1: It's true. But there's also these, um, well, there's TikTok. Did you see the sock in the potato challenge?
0: Which is not a thing.
1: It's not, but people believe it. I know. They cut a potato in half. And they put the potato against their foot and then they hold it in there with a sock on and they're convinced that the potato sucks all the toxins out of their body via their feet. It doesn't work that way. You really just wasted a potato and went to bed with a fucking potato in your it Socks. turns
0: brown for other reasons. It's because the oxidant level or something. I was just reading about it from a, like a professional who was like, that is not toxins leaving your body. That is just the potato browning for this reason. It's rotting. It's, it's basically rot because it's stuck between your foot and a sock. The potato is rotting at a massive, massive rate. And you think it's toxins escaping. It's
1: not the case. Uh, like I said, there was just a couple more referring to your team as we like, yeah,
0: yes.
1: I'm a Bills okay. fan. We're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Okay. No, they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm just going to be very happy about Is it. Is it
0: weird that I hate that, but I've also done it?
1: Yeah, I've done I, it too. I, I've hated
0: it, but I've done it. But I do call people out for it. Like if you said that to me, if you were like, yeah, we did pretty good last night. I'd be like, oh, I didn't see you on the roster. That's interesting. <laughs> I always play with people when they use those terms because it bugs me. But every now and again, you'll, you'll probably catch me saying, um, man, I wish we would have just put him in for defense. You'll catch me saying things like that. Like we, I didn't make a, f- you think they, they called me, me, <laughs> Hey Kat, what should we do? Nobody did. I'm not involved. I like that one. That's a funny one though. It's not a deal breaker for me though.
1: Last one. And I'm trying to figure out if this would be a deal breaker for me. They don't drive.
0: Uh, you know what? That's a Is tough selfi- one. Like I feel almost like really mean or selfish. If I say I kind of get where they're coming from though. Me too just for the convenience factor of knowing, like I can say to that person, like, hey, let's meet up and go here. Oh wait, no, sorry, I gotta go pick you up and take you, then bring you there and then bring you back home again. Or no, I'll take the bus. Well, I feel too bad about that, so I'm gonna pick you up. I'm not gonna make you take the bus, you know? I think that's probably
1: the case for a lot of people. It would really, you know? uh, unless you happen to live. Don't leave me hanging here. Really <laughs> tell, <close>. me I'm, <laughs> I, tell me I'm not the only one that thinks that that's
0: probably true, though.
1: No, I mean, I think I'd be less tolerant of that than I would be of someone who lives with their parents. If you live with your parents, I understand there's a million and one reasons that might happen. Right. And most of them are none of my business. So I'm good with that you not driving that does affect me and right, I don't want to always right. be the one driving I don't want to have to come pick you up I don't want to have to uh be sitting there waiting at wherever it is we're going if we're gonna meet because your train was late or your bus was late nah none of that works out for me I maybe that's shallow maybe that's why I know my point but, but, we're but I'm be, not if doing we're being
0: it. honest and maybe that is it right it's 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 shallow but I I gotta say I I, I understand that one.
1: That's it for today, everybody. Have yourselves a fantastic Tuesday. Another brand new episode of After 9 coming your way tomorrow. Have a great day. M&M's is celebrating women by releasing packages that only contain the three female candies. I, I know what you're thinking. Can't the packaging just say no nuts? Anyway. The NFL wrapped up their regular season. There was a magic moment with the Buffalo Bills with their teammate and friend, Damar Hamlin, recovering from cardiac arrest returned the kickoff for a touchdown, the first play of the game. And DeMar was in the hospital watching the game. The doctor said he set every alarm off when... DeMar, I know we're all rooting for you. We're all hoping to, that you're, you're well and back on the field as soon as possible. Maybe watch golf for a little bit a while. A new law is set to take effect in Connecticut that allows the sale of recreational cannabis where it will be smoked by the only people who actually call it cannabis. Ooh! <laughs> James a cannabis cigarette. <laughs> the After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy.